Welcome to Mental Health Minute. It's me, Matt Tinney, and Jen Earhart. And today we're going to discuss New Year's resolutions, Jen. Yeah, which apparently, hopefully it comes out of here. Jen thinks she's too good for resolutions and doesn't need to change is what she said right before this. It's true. It's all <laughs> yeah. talk. And then she just said that she's too self-conscious, which <laughs> made no sense. I know. I'm so complicated. I'm an onion. Yeah. And then we are going to listen to a didactic from the CIT Knowledge Network. And this will be the second year we've had this project going. If people are interested in the CIT Knowledge Network, Jen, give them the spiel. Okay, guys. So by now, hopefully you know what the CIT Knowledge Network is. But if you don't, it's a weekly meeting of law enforcement individuals who get together and we listen to didactics, the same didactics you hear on this podcast. But we also staff cases on there. So if you're wanting feedback on anything that you're seeing out in the field, we have psychiatrists, crisis specialists, and a CIT detective uh, in-house that can help you work through those cases. Um, If you're interested in joining, you can always shoot me an email. I'm at J-E-A-R-H-E-A-R-T at cabq.gov. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. Sure. And why don't you do resolutions? I just, I think. Have you ever done them? Yeah. No, actually, I had a New Year's resolution last year, and it was kind of unusual, but it was to be better at using social media isn't that what do you mean by that what does that mean so all of my friends are like very active on facebook and instagram and snapchat and pinterest and i'm sure there's other things i don't even know about and i'm always just i I have them i have accounts that exist but i never i don't think i post maybe one thing a year i never i've had the same profile picture for months you know and people complain about it but also my friends communicate that through through social media so a lot of facebook posting back and forth and they message each other on there and i never checked that and then i missed out and my friends are scattered across the country and it's really just a way to like be better about keeping up with friends because it just seems like that's even though i don't want to use those methods everyone else does and if i want to keep up with my friends i had to did you get better at it i posted 10 photos last year on instagram is that a lot? That's not a lot for me. That was like a ton. Tim, so that's less than one a month? Yeah. So, but that was really good. Um, and then I just, my goal for Facebook was to respond to messages, which I was not good at, but uh-huh. I did like a lot of posts. And then I was going to slowly ease into it, like start liking a lot of stuff. Right. Just get on there and like, 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 like. Uh, and that was my way of like tiptoeing into social media. But then I was like, okay, I'll start liking and then I'll post something, and I'll, you know, right. gradually work my way into this because it's very overwhelming. See, Facebook, I understand. I think Facebook's easier. Instagram, I don't get. I don't understand. Like, I didn't even think you said that we should have an Instagram account. Yeah. And I just don't like, what do you take? It's just a picture. What do you just take? A, just random pictures? Well, That's what it doesn't make sense to me. Pictures and hashtags and you're tagging people and you usually have like maybe a few words in there, but. I just, it, I guess we could take a picture of this right now. Yeah. And then we would post it and I don't know. It's just, it's less work. I think it's low maintenance for me and you know, I don't want to, Facebook is just so overwhelming and I'm Instagram is just photos. Oh no, he's actually doing it. Okay. Yep, it's happening. Um, hashtag gin photo, hashtag Instagram. Thanks. What do you call it? I, I grammed it. No, you should never. I don't think you need to like call it anything. Yeah, you, you have to. Probably it's like, just like send out leave a tweet. Alone. 
You just you Instagrammed it. I think you're overthinking it. The first no, it has the first step to Instagram is you don't overthink it. Like it's just like wow. I maybe I put it out to the world. Yeah. Am I have I reached it? It's if you're if you're already like. Oh my gosh, I'm almost at that point. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Jen just had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's your last year. Yeah, my last year of the twenties. Is that sad? Yeah, in a lot of ways. Is it really? Well, yeah, of course. I think a lot of people feel that way. (laughs) No, no. Really? I I can't be the only person out there. No, it's sad. I felt like thirty was like the adult age. Yeah. Once you're in your thirties, you're an adult. I had to grow up and like do better with taxes and. <laughs> Are you bad with taxes? No, like it's just, just like, thirty year olds have taxes. That's you reach the tax like, yeah, point of your life. When you get older, they get harder. I think because you're like married or you have kids and like. Wow, you have a lot of plans for when you I turn know, thirty. Right, I'm gonna have to like. Do like a here's the list up. of what's happening the moment I turn thirty. Yeah, I know, and I have to prepare my taxes around that. Yeah, <laughs> That's scary. That is scary. Maybe that should be your New Year's resolution: is lose the fear of. Uh, turning 30 oh i thought you were gonna tell me to work on my taxes um, and work on your taxes so you don't have jail <laughs> i IRS do them jail. i just like i always wait till the last minute and then it stresses me out i think everyone does that i finally got a tax guy i used to always do it myself and yeah. i'm like it's worth paying the extra money mm-hmm. and just being like here's a whole box full of receipts <laughs> yeah. figure it out I'll that's pay me you for it. like at like midnight just like yeah mm, i'm telling you i prefer to give it to somebody so you don't have any resolutions this year you know what so my problem with New Year's resolutions is like, I don't think most people set realistic, smart goals. That makes sense. Um, so, and maybe we can talk about what, our, what we're doing at work right now. But um, I think maybe if I had to come up with one, I would like to do more reading. I used to love to read. I still do. I just don't do a lot of it anymore. Right. And I have so many books I want to read. And have like a Goodreads account and I go on there and manage it and I just don't do it. And I don't know why. I just don't know if I've gotten lazy or I've moved around. You know, I just started getting settled in here to Albuquerque. So now that I'm settled and it's a new year. No, I'm kind of with you. I feel like reading is a a lost luxury. Mm -hmm. It's not as simple as like, I'm going to sit down and watch TV. Or I'm going to sit down and look at my phone, like look at Facebook or something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of almost a process because you've got to find a nice spot, nice lighting. (laughs) Well, like really, it's more of a process than just, oh, let me just sit down real quick and read. Mm -hmm. Because I miss reading too. That would be a good new resolution to me. Just to read. There's only one one author I really read. Michael Conley. He's like the only one that's Michael I've ever Conley? liked. Michael Conley? Yeah. Should I know a Michael yeah. Conley work? What? He's an amazing author. He's the okay. one that got me back into reading. Okay. He does all the Harry Bosch stuff. Do oh, Harry Bosch. Oh, that's familiar sounding. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Lawyer. Uh-huh. That was a movie, I think. Mm-hmm. He's the author of that. It's detective books. Yeah. So it's... We should do like books you should read on the podcast. You should do it. That'd I don't read fun. enough books to be like, here's can, a book. Yeah. It'll be like one year later. Oh, and I finally read a book. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. And right. then all the books that I'm getting now, you make fun of me for. Wow. Like I ordered a book called Skills, Drills, and Belly Aches. Is this about bicycling? It's about bicycling. I think you're obsessing over bicycling these days. Yeah. It's, yeah, I am. Okay. It's becoming a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk later. Oh, here we go. Ugh. So you have no resolutions. I so don't. I mean, reading. so, okay. Are we going to talk about what's happening at work right now? You can talk about it, yeah. So that can, can that count? Because I'm participating, am I not? Like, 
I guess so, yeah. So we're going to try to do, what is that considered? I don't, is we're it a doing weight loss like a weight loss like challenge, a yeah. Health challenge. Maybe we should call it a health challenge because we have a whole bracketed system yeah, now. Some of them aren't even doing weight loss. Yeah. It's more of like healthy habit. So it's this, we're doing a six week challenge and there's three areas that you can sort of do your challenge in weight loss, um, uh, body mass, body mass, and then also just a point system. So you get five points if you meet your fruit and veggie serving count or five points if you right. get six hours of sleep, blah, blah, blah. And so there's a whole checklist. Six there. hours seems so odd. Isn't That's healthy seven hours? I know. Anymore? I was like six. That's kind of like a cheat. That's like saying you get five points for only one soda. Right, right. It was kind of like you everything else is very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six is a minimum. Right. Folks. But, yeah, but yeah, so there's no soda, no fried food. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of. And little making things sure you there. drink enough water. Yeah. 48 ounces or something of water. I think it's 48, yeah. So we're doing that. So that's counting as my New Year's resolution. And we're, we're getting all amped up about it. People are. Uh, competitive yes. in the police department. <laughs> we are very competitive. It's a competitive, rowdy group. It's it's odd. It's odd on some of the people that are competitive at it. That yeah. I would have just never thought. They don't seem competitive in nature. Well, you know what's funny? I haven't done a weight loss challenge anywhere else I've worked, but I've seen other people do them, and it hasn't gone down like this. I can tell really? you from like observing. Yeah, every like there's been so many meetings and like people yelling already, and we haven't even that's, started. I'm like, that's just because no one can get it correct. Well, it's, everyone's like, well, I want to do this. And then we're like, okay, let's do it that way. Well, I want to do it like this. Yeah. You guys are so accommodating, but also just yelling at the same time. It's That's like, how we communicate. It law is. Enforcement. It's like, it's like, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> Great. <laughs> but you're like so accommodating too. It's like, I'm not the one that's came out with this. I think he should just be like, this is how it's done. Be yeah. part of it or don't be part of it. Well, either way, the whole thing's just, I've gotten swept up in it. I'm s- I'm not an incredibly like animated person. I don't know if you, you tell are my very voice, animated. But I'm very excited. Yeah. Jen is literally throwing her arms out to the I'm, side. I'm ready. Doing, like, like an for odd Monday, dance about like, this. I don't think I'll win, but I love. I, I don't like competition, but I like that. I are like you going to try to bulk up before you weigh in? No, you mean just like let myself go for four days? Yeah. Because I, I don't consider myself someone that would bulk up. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, Maybe that's the wrong terminology, but yeah, like kind of try to gain some weight in four days. Maybe. Do you think that's a? I think that's a good strategy. I'm really going to fatten up yeah. and then lose the weight. I'm going to put some weights in my pocket too when I weigh in. Oh, that's thing. cheating! How's that cheating? I, that day I carried my lucky weight. Cheating? What do you mean? How's it just cheating? Fine then. Maybe I'll eat weights. Yeah, that's I'll eat that some cheating. like tackling weight. Okay, well, from fish line. And if so. you want to cheat, that's on you. I'm not going to cheat. I want to beat Lawrence. My yeah, only goal is to beat Lawrence because com- he's super cucky about you're this. You're the competitive one, too. I've never done this before. Yeah, are you, you're getting, like, amped. I'm kind of getting excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be harder on me because it's everything I love. And it's like, hey, Matt, change your life for six weeks. It'll be... I think, <laughs> oh, here we go. Go I ahead, make fun a, of me. it's a good idea. It's just healthy. You just... We all should eat healthy. We're all doing it as a group. It's nice to do it together and, like... How am I not support healthy? Support each other. 
I may have made a comment to Detective uh-huh. Tenney about his eating habits that I've observed over the last few months. Which you said, wow, you were the like the picture of health. You are the picture of health. Yeah. I don't know how anyone could eat so much fried foods and not it's be It's just a like... way to cook healthy. Yeah. Frying, uh, you guys were saying that boiling vegetables takes out the nutrients. Frying <laughs> keeps nutrients inside because it's flat. Right. <laughs> that nutrients. makes sense. You've got a real logic to nutrition that's yeah. just like intuitive that I I like. eat vegetables as long as they're fried. Yeah. Fry up some broccoli. Okay. I mean, however you need to get them down, I guess. But now I can't but, eat it then. Yeah, I think it'll be really good for you. <laughs> I'm going to lose weight because I won't eat anything. Right. Everything well, I could eat is just, nope. You are going to eat the veggies and the fruits, right? Yeah, I hope so. Well, you have to if you want to, if you're going to be competitive. I might be competitive with no points. Well, that doesn't make sense. No, I do want to do it. Yeah, you should. I'm going to try. It's it, it seems so. My I don't think I'll have trouble with giving up fried food. I've done it before mm-hmm. for like two years. Um, but my trouble is eating all of that that they're saying to eat because I don't eat throughout the day. I literally eat twice a day. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard for me to get in the habit of eating. I guess snacks, yeah. and healthy snacks, and no sweets. I do like sweets. I I well, I think you know, love some sweets. But then it's just it's. Right outside of where I sit is just a bucket of chocolate. <laughs> they keep a bucket chocolate. of chocolate. They just they never, you never, it never gets low. No, who's they it's just like always full, and yep. people are constantly getting candy from yeah. there. Yeah, that guy probably spends probably a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, filling that up. It's one. It's the just Vic. He buys it. The floor is yeah. eating tons of chocolate every day. Yeah, he's the reason why we all have diabetes. Yeah, maybe he, I mean, he should do the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he eats it. He doesn't eat it. Yeah, he just sets it out for people. That's so kind. It is. It's a trap. He does it to trap people <laughs> in a conversation. Oh, that took a nasty turn. Why? No, it <laughs> is. It's a great thing. Vic's such a sweet guy. Yeah, no, he's real. I mean, I always wave when I get my candy, <laughs> but I don't. Because you feel bad just stealing the candy with them. Yeah, sometimes I go when the door's closed. <laughs> That's your favorite, and you get extra so that you don't have to go well, back Well, I also, yeah, I get <laughs> extra. Now and that then just, yeah. People don't see or realize how, because maybe there's an idea that I do eat really healthy around here. I don't know if that's yeah, true or not. Everyone thinks so. But, like, so when you guys all leave it for, I, like, scuttle you, over to the candy. and. Are you being serious? Yeah, I always go, like, in the afternoon. You really go once people are gone. Yeah, I totally go over there and get You're like, candy. no one will see me not eating my healthy nuts or baby carrots. Yeah. You're kidding me. I'm going to set up a hidden camera. Oh, don't And then every time we have staff, we'll be like, guys, this is an interesting film I just made. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be you sneaking around eating candy. Just me eating candy? Yeah. That sounds ugly. Don't do that. (laughs) Any other resolutions? Um, I want you to come up with another one. Oh, I need help. I don't know. I think reading is a pretty good one. And I'm not only am I going to try to read more, maybe, after this discussion, (laughs) since you're forcing it. Uh, but I'm doing the healthy eating and... But you eat um, healthy. I, I do I think it's more of a chance for someone like me. Yeah. Whose diet is, if it's not brown and crunchy, if, don't eat it. We, we need to get you help immediately. <laughs> this is more of an intervention and we're all just pretending that it's not. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't know. You know, I used to never do, uh, I guess I never really do New Year's resolutions. There's only one I think I came up with this year. But I used to always do like goals for a year mm-hmm. just to come with things. And I actually thought they were helpful. You guys want to be like, yeah, I actually successfully did something this year. So are you going to share? I can't more? do that. It's not appropriate oh. to put on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That... Ooh, another nasty no. turn. <laughs> I want to, my, one of my resolutions or uh, what I want to try to do is bike a hundred miles. 
in a day. Don't you do that already? Not in a day. I've never done 100 miles. The furthest I've biked is 66 miles. Oh, wow. So I want to do 100 miles. How many hours would that be? I think it's either between six and eight hours. Depends on if I do, like, go through the mountains or not. Man, that's so cool. I really like that. I think, you know, if you can achieve that, that's just so neat. Like, round of applause to you. Should a lot we, of people when do are it. you going to do this? I have no clue. Hopefully when it gets warmer. Right. It's kind of cold now. It's yeah. Because two weeks ago I went for like a 40-mile ride. Mm-hmm. And the average temperature was 27. I froze. I didn't know it got cold here. No one told me when I moved here. that it was Yeah, cold. it's That's the desert. Way. Aren't deserts always cold? You know, no, I <laughs> apparently I just missed that geography class. It's not as cold as Chicago. It can't be. Well, yeah, but coming from Chicago, I was like, when I left, I was like, I'm moving to New Mexico, and it's warm and sunny, 365 a year. Like, woohoo, you know, like, everyone come. To, I felt like I was moving to Florida. Like, that was, like, then I just thought it was reality hit you. Yeah, you have winter here, and yeah. it snows. Like, I don't mind the cold. I, I hate it when it's cold and windy. Yeah, the wind here is yeah. intense. That's the only thing that bothers me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish we had snow on the ground, though. When you're bicycling, and it's that windy... How does that work? It just makes it harder. Just is it just absolutely awful? It, you know, it's just different. Depends on, I guess, why you're biking. I think if you constantly bike, like if you're a pro cyclist, it probably would suck because you're always on the bike. Mm-hmm. But I use it as like my therapy. Right. So like just getting on the bike, I'm happy. I don't care if it's windy. It sucks. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So it's not as fun as like just like ooh, look at that bird look at that car as you're cycling <laughs> no. on by like Pee Wee herman so <laughs> oh, no. it is a little different yes. yeah you need to pick one more goal how do i end up with like three goals and you have one like you can't say a goal i came up with after the new year when i said oh i'll do a, a team oh well i mean i need help picking one <laughs> where can i improve let's see you know it's funny because you said social media and one thing i was thinking about to try to be better this year is uh, answering my phone. I'm not good about answering oh, my phone. Oh, I'm yeah, that's a good one. I'm I sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm in a meeting, or you know, oh, I'll call them back in a second. Let me just get settled mm-hmm. in, and I never do. Yeah, it just it just it honestly escapes my mind. I think the only way to fix it is just to get in the habit of every time someone calls, make sure I answer it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I put it off. Yeah, I think I do the same. That's definitely something I can improve on. Um, it's kind of the same. I just like, I'll get a phone call and if I'm doing something else, I won't answer. And I always have that intent that, you know, I will call that person right. back. And I just never do. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I don't, but why, I don't make the call. Where or why do you think people develop New Year's resolutions? Where did it? I don't know. Why do you think people do it? Why do we continue to do it? Yeah. Because it's this new year, the sense of, okay, I get a blank slate. You know, it doesn't matter what happened in the last year, how bad it was or where I messed up. It's just this like really refreshing sense of being like a new self. Like, okay, you know what? Day one, here I go. Here's my chance. And you get it every single year. (laughs) So it's like, okay. Well, do you think it helps someone in the sense of like they feel relieved? Like, okay, it's a new year. I can improve myself. Or do you think it's more of a burden? Like, crap i need to improve myself i failed last year at this and mm. puts more pressure on me. yeah it's sounds like it could be a mixed bag i would lean that just in my opinion that it's more a sense of like optimism okay here i get this another chance another chance another yeah. chance 
but I could see that people feel also burdened or weighed down by things. And then there's that pressure to constantly like improve with right. each new do, year. And do, and yeah. Do. It's, and I think what you had mentioned before is a good point that people set uh, expectations that are yeah extreme. And so like before what I would do is just like set up like things just to do, not necessarily improve myself, but like here we have the international balloon fiesta and I quit going to it because of working it so much just became a burden. I said, you know what? I, I'm going to put that I should go to it just as a guest, mm-hmm. like make a point just to go and enjoy it. And I'm glad I did. Cause I went and it changed things. Yeah. But just seeing the things like, Oh, there's a new restaurant. I always want to go there and people just never go, mm-hmm. you know, just setting up some kind of things like almost like a bucket list, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of nice. It gets you out of your routines. Right. To be like keeping my thoughts journal. Oh, I'll have to take, it's not really my thoughts journal. Oh, okay. But I keep it in my journal. You've stolen my journal to yeah, take notes from. Yeah, I've thumbed through that before. It's yeah. interesting. Here we go. <laughs> just kidding. It's just names, which is kind of <laughs> creepy if you don't know what the book is if you for. Just, yeah, if someone was to ever pull out my black book and open it, <laughs> like, names. why is he keeping a list of names with random uh, words? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a little creepy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone that's made my list. Yeah. Oh, Tim from Best Buy, that guy. <laughs> He's on every one of my lists. Uh, what? How about this name? Or what do you want to see in New Mexico? Oh, uh, there's so much I want to see in New Mexico. Um, I want to do the White Sands. I do too, the um, Missile Range. Yeah, I want to do Carlsbad Caverns mm-hmm. for sure while I'm here. I haven't been to Taos, New Mexico. Interesting. Yes, so Taos is, what, three hours north of us? Sounds, yeah, I think that's right. For those not in New Mexico. But it's, um, from what I hear, just supposed to be absolutely beautiful. Like, even, so it's a ski resort town, right? Yeah, it's a more populated one. Yeah, but then they also... It's very art. art Art-driven, just kind of cool little town. Um, I'd like to go to, oh, I'm blanking on the name, but where George O'Keefe was... Um, where her house was Santa Fe. No, she had one. Um, I thought she was. In I Santa thought she Fe's had house. like. I think the name of it was called Ghost Ranch, um, but it's in a. I thought it was in a different. It could be part of New Mexico, but they have a Georgia O'Keeffe Museum in Santa Fe. I'd love to go to. Um, I want to go to Meow Wolf in Santa Fe. Oh, I want to see that. I heard there. that place is just yeah, uh, it's cool. Albuquerque. Yeah, it's it's so she's she had like a ranch in uh, some I'm New Mexican totally town that starts that. with an A, yeah. and you can actually go stay on that ranch. Really, I don't know that I would do all that, but I'd like to just go see some of that landscape. Um, so yeah, New Mexico, man, what a it's just a really pretty state. If you're into, if you yeah, if you ever go to Taos, you got to go try to look at the. Um I was going to call them spaceships, but Earthships. Mm-hmm. Have you the, ever where those? you stay, or the hotels? You mean? No, that's so. Earthships, I guess, were designed in Taos, and it's like they build houses into the sides of mountains. Yeah, so you can stay at them. Oh, I can see that. So the, yeah, so I've looked this up. I think it's I think it's pretty expensive, but they're really funky looking. Yeah, they're made of like tires, and yeah, they have trees inside, and they're supposed to be self maintaining. Yeah, yeah, it's all green, environmentally friendly, yeah. and. All that good stuff. I was going to say blah, blah. <laughs> um, New Mexico blah, has a blah, bunch blah. of uh, random stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm always surprised by it and in a 
good way. Um, it's so different than anywhere else I've ever lived. Yeah. And some people, I think, I could see where a lot of people are thrown off by it here because it's so different. It's yeah. so different. Um, but I kind of like that. And the people are so nice here, obviously. You, uh, that was always a shock whenever you say that to people. Everyone's, But everyone's used to here and they always think it's horrible because they live here. Yeah, I know. I had just the friendliest group of pals I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> are you being serious? Like, no, I'm from, originally, I'm from the South. Do you consider like Canada? Like you Canada? Say, like New Mexico is very similar to how people think Canada is. I don't know about that. Well, don't ever, everyone makes you? fun of Canada. I love Canada. Oh, Isn't well. Everyone's supposed to be nice in Canada and they don't I, lock doors. Well, then why do we make fun of them constantly here? I don't know who who makes fun of uh, Canada. Everybody, 30 Rock. Um. <laughs> maybe, maybe you need to change your, your, your hate. Yeah. I need maybe to. that should be your resolution <laughs> to like Canada this year. It could be. They have or some of the greatest sports up there. Are you referring to hockey? Yeah, the greatest sport ever is <laughs> oh, hockey. Oh, no. Thank you, Great Canada, for that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, Great Canada. Yeah, the White North. Oh. <laughs> wow. I hope I hope you get a letter from, like, I don't even know who runs Canada. I don't know if it's a prime minister or something. They Just, send you a letter. Justin Trudeau. Is that really it? Yeah. How come you know so much? You really do hate Canada. No. You've, like, researched well, I enough I actually to hate really it. like him. He has a lot of stuff I can get behind. That's <laughs> policies. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little awkward. Uh, they have free health care there, too. Yeah, don't in theory we have free health care. Oh, not much longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. I can't believe that you dislike Canada so no, much. No, you guys, Matt is totally projecting here. I love Canada. Never been, but I'm sure the mm. people are great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, rerouting this conversation back to the original topic... New Mexico is very cool. Oh, <laughs> We're just circling here. I want to go to Hamas. I haven't been to Hamas in quite a long is. time. It's like a mountain range. I want to take my daughters there. That's one of my goals. Where it's, is that? That's a great question. Oh, okay. It's uh, north of here. So is so it known north. for It's They hiking? have a lot of camps up there. Uh-huh. It's, I would go during the spring. There's okay, like a lot of springs yeah. there, like hot springs oh, cool. and sulfur springs. Hamas. It's like the roads carved it through the mountain. Oh, wow. It's just really pretty. Yeah, there's so much different. of that here. Yeah. If you're into doing stuff out, outdoors, New Mexico's great. Yeah. There's just you tons of hiking it. and stuff. And it really is, most of the year, pretty great weather yeah. to be out. I think we're the only state that you could rent a Harley 365 days a year. Rent a Harley, the yeah. motorcycle? Yes. That's it is a motorcycle, Jen. I'm surprised you just said that. I have a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> Watch out for this one. Well Come you're gonna your name drop <laughs> I had to like call you on. <laughs> But yes, we, we have great weather here. That's what I love about New Mexico. Yeah. I'm not a fan of, of bad weather. Even yeah. when it's like cloudy out, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. I get sad. I'm so spoiled by like the sunny weather. Yeah, no, I mean it's you do get I think you could easily see you getting spoiled yeah. living somewhere like New Mexico. It is. And people, you know, it's very rural state. That's the only negative. Yeah. Like you want to go somewhere you're driving for some hours. It's not like East Coast where you can go to a whole bunch of big cities. I do feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere yeah. living here. I really do. And to me, I like that. I think some people find that a little scary. And it's also just like to me – even when I look, because I've always lived in cities, and I know Albuquerque is a city, but it's not the city I'm right. used to, type of city I'm used to living in. And when you look out, and it's just sky and mountains, and it just goes on and on, and it feels so, the sky feels so big here. Yeah. 
and it can be kind of that's also a little like makes you feel tiny and small yes. and kind of you feel your place a little bit more i always here. say the skies here are very surreal like they're yeah. cartoons i think they look like the simpsons yeah i say we have simpsons guys and when we have that bright orange oh yeah oh, it's the sunsets and sunrises mm-hmm. no that's definitely cool this is a love story of new mexico <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> this is slowly turning into that but i think one of the things that i have struggled with is uh like getting out more, like going to places, hey, like how you're yeah. saying. And so that's why I'm always like, okay, I got to just make the effort. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, like you get burnt out with work or you get stuff like that. You just want to go home and do nothing. And it's easy to get in that habit. I think but, it's also about the new year for me. You know, I just, a lot of people came off the holiday breaks. So we're feeling, yeah. spent that time with your family and you're, you're rested. Feeling, yeah. So it's also Some like, of us, not all oh, of us got your break there, Jim. Oh, yeah, that's true. I cannot believe. How long did you have off? I had over a week off. I thought you had two weeks. No, I had a day and then a week and then another day. It wasn't two weeks? No, I was not off for two weeks. You had a whole week off, though. That's amazing. I didn't know you thought I was going to have two weeks off. I thought you had two weeks off. should have just not come in and (laughs) (laughs) seen what happened. I would have been like, oh, she's on her two-week break. No. So, I mean, so I, what's a little strange is, maybe I should explain. I technically work for the University of New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And Matt is an employee, obviously, of the Albuquerque Police Department. But for most universities, the staff get, like, a pretty nice vacation around Christmas. It seems like that. You yeah. guys just had a whole break. Yeah, and normally I get to go home, and this year I didn't, but it was kind of cool. I got to – the weather's so nice here. I went, like, out on trails the whole time, and I was yeah. outdoors a lot. That's why I came back all refreshed. <laughs> you got some vitamin D. You're yeah, good to go. I'm ready to tackle 2017. <laughs> you know, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about that. But even for – I mean, this is more for government employees, but mm. that get those holidays off because we had a lot of extra days off recently come Thanksgiving and the New Year's and, and uh, the holiday season like Christmas. You get extra time off. So a lot of people are more pleasant. And I wonder if it is that extra time off. Mm-hmm. Now, Can be. We need to probably be more cognizant of that and take more time off during the year. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Just in law enforcement. We don't take time off. <laughs> you don't take time off. And, you know, I I understand that, like, ideal of, like, you know, being out there, uh, saving everyone, you know, like, going to work and never taking that time off. But, man, that's so unhealthy. It, yeah. <laughs> you got to take your time off. Any it's, field you're in, but especially if you're out there, you know, in law enforcement. It's got to take time for it's yourself. It's like a... I don't know if it's a mindset, but you feel bad taking time off. Like, yeah. Like, it's more like you feel like you're letting a team down. Not that, oh, blah, blah, is just taking a day off. It's, you know, like, you normally feel like, at least for me, especially in the field, field officers, you just feel like, oh, if I'm gone, then that's an extra call someone else has to take mm-hmm. or, you know, that you're letting someone down. But And it's hard. I think it's hard subconsciously, but you burn yourself out. Oh, yeah. That extra time off is, is wonderful. And it's needed. Yeah, you have to take it. That's what I'm probably have to do when I try to do my hundred mile. It's like I might just take a day off instead yeah. of coming to work. Hey, my man, whole work day yeah. is like riding a hundred miles. That sounds off for someone like me. That's like awful. But why? Being be on a amazing. bike for a hundred miles, yeah. I would die somewhere in the mountains. You'd have to come and get me. They have to fly in a chopper. Get in the chopper. <laughs> That's bad. Um, but I want to try to ride, I think, to Santa Fe and then back. I think that would be a little over oh, but I think man. I'm fine. Then there's a trail, though, right? I don't know. Take? Oh. I'll find it out. Okay. I'll figure it out. Or it might end up somewhere. Is someone going to be driving along you? No. Or, like, just making sure you don't die? <laughs> no. 
Jeez. Just up and go. That's impressive. If you can meet that goal, I would just be like, we should have like streamers at work and those things that make the noise. Poppers. Poppers. And that would be amazing. And no maybe, one would do that for me. maybe a cake if you're yeah. willing. No. I was just pumped when I did 66 miles. Mm-hmm. It hurt. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's hard. I would have to take time off. It's just so much time. It's Mm -hmm. hard to be like, because normally when I do long rides, I wake, I leave at like 5 a.m. Right. I don't want to leave at 5 a.m. for eight hours on the bike. Mm. I might not be able to walk for a while. Yeah. We'll have to will you into work. I'm okay with that. I can see that happening. I can see you just like wheeling around around and I'll feel like a king. You would like that. Over here. (laughs) I would like that. So, any tips for people on uh, resolutions? Sticking, make a make a smart one. Make something that's realistic. What is something that's unrealistic that people make? Well, like that? what I just said. I'm gonna read more books. Like I don't know. How just is that unrealistic? Maybe, See, I think that's a realistic one. Well, it's also kind of vague. So like set set something that's like more specific. More spe- to me, yes. So I would say okay. And make it like something that's achievable so that I can meet it and maybe then go past it is right. what I like to do. Like I will read the following books or something. Yeah, like even if it's yeah. just like one book. So I got three books for my birthday. So either I just read one of those three books, then I meet the goal, and then I'm not burdened with, you know, uh, making a goal that I can't meet and feeling burdened by that goal. Right. And being down on myself like we were talking about earlier. And then give yourself realistic time frames for it too. Because I know a lot of people are like going to be like, I'm going to lose 10 pound like what we're doing right, right now people want to lose a lot of weight in a short period of time but like give yourself a realistic amount of time to to meet goals right. like anything that's worth achieving or going towards takes time and it's something right. you should put effort and quality into um so yeah this is my advice what's I, yours that same one is making you can't be just you have to no it's not fair you i think being out. specific about things so like yeah. when i um really wanted to get back into cycling and i said i want to do because we have a big path that goes the entire city on the bosque so the river Mm -hmm. i said i want to do the entire trail and so that was something that was achievable i could work to and be like bam i just did that trail but having like i want to ride my bike more right it's like what definition is more yeah and i set a goal for three thousand miles this year i originally Mm -hmm. started off for 3500 i wanted 3500 miles i was like oh i could do that but then when i calculated how many miles a week that is i didn't think it was feasible Mm. so i had to go down (laughs) to 3000 still a lot yeah it's a ton yeah because i started cycling in july and this year i did 1600 miles so half a year i did 1600 so i think 3000 is feasible yeah we'll see we will see i guess yeah and the weight loss challenge, I said I want to lose fifty pounds. So that's in six uh, weeks. That's a, a, that's an example of a terrible resolution. Terribly great idea. No, it just wrong. <laughs> How wrong, is that wrong? That's so unhealthy. Do you, I think the challenge. You, is you know, I, I think. But what you know, what's what's going to happen? You're going to like give up Coke. You're going to give up soda and fried foods for like two weeks, and you're going to lose like. 10 pounds and all the women in our job are going to like work out for f- an hour every day and eat only fruits and vegetables and they're going to lose like gin- two pounds and then everyone's going to hate you. What? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. Up. You're like, everyone's going to hate you, Matt. Uh, I don't drink soda that often. I drink tea. I, I normally, you know, I take that back. I will have a, a root beer at night. Sometimes, like a glass of root beer. Oh, okay. That's a soda, right? Yeah. Would you consider that a soda? Yeah. And then at lunch, I maybe have a soda. 
Yeah. You were just about to say Is this, about can tea. we point out the size of your, so you have your tea yeah, on the table now. Yeah, it's eight ounces. It's a like extra large cup no, of sweet tea. that's probably a good eight ounces. That's like a cup. I don't think that's true. How, how big do you think it is? I don't know, 16. This is actually probably 32 ounces. It's 32? Isn't this a 32 Of just cup? sugar. What do you mean? This is just tea. And also, was this tea from yesterday? No, or this tea? is tea from today. You went to yeah, the, the same, place, same place you ate at yesterday yeah. and had Thanks barbecue and a side of baked potato. Is that correct? Is I that might have had a baked you potato. You may have had again. that. Okay. Yeah. Did you eat a Rice Krispie treat? No, I did not. All right. Well, the baked potatoes are healthy. This is, again. Are more, baked potatoes healthy? Not the way you're eating them. Hold on. Them. No, that's <laughs> like, are, Is a baked potato healthy? They can be. And they can be? Yeah, but you're eating it with butter and cheese and a slabs of meat on and top I of thought, it and like I probably sauce. dairy was healthy for you. We can talk about this again. I like, also ate a piece of whole grain bread today. Oh, did you? With lunch. That's healthy, right? You ate bread with or your wheat? potato? Wheat? I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that weird to you? You're laughing at me. I don't know why you need to eat bread and potato. I don't know. They offered it to me. So like, <laughs> you just sure, ate it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was want free. some slices of bread. I was like, cool. What kind? And they said, white or wheat? I said, wheat. Oh, okay. I made a conscious, healthier decision by saying wheat. <laughs> so you normally would have gotten the white. Is that what you're saying? Is that the healthy decision that was made? Yeah, that I ate a potato. Oh, okay. We're getting... A potato's healthy. Okay. It is. Yes. Yeah. And so is wheat. Bread? Yeah, I think again, healthy habits mean you know like how you are eating these foods, and you know if you're frying your potato, it does not, not mean it. that it's healthy. Uh-huh. But okay, yeah, and they used uh, some dairy. I think dairy's healthy for you. Aren't oh, you supposed yeah. to have some dairy in your life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, maybe what we could do is review that food plate that they've come out. You know, they got rid of the pyramid. Now they have the plate. I did but, not know that. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can look at that plate and like just do a See little how powwow. I am. Yeah, you, I think you're going to feel bad about making fun of me when you realize I'm like the picture of health <laughs> eating. I, you know, I, I have to say, after watching you eat lunch now for a few months, I'm so surprised at how skinny you actually are. Because if does I, that mean? <laughs> if I ate like that, I mean, you eat like fried foods and you don't eat fried foods. Not every day for lunch. I don't eat it. Uh, I probably do eat it every day. You eat it every... And you always have soda say, like, or tea. You have tea all the time. You're drinking tea. Yeah, but I don't have sweet tea. And this is another discussion you're talking about. It's sweet tea. You're, yeah. It's you're adding sugar to it. That it doesn't just come like that. Sometimes you're like, I'm drinking some sweet tea here. I just brewed it up. Yeah. Well, again, I'm... I think that's natural. It's cane sugar. Maybe uh, you could meet with a dietitian in 2017 that no, could be a goal that's not a goal <laughs> okay no not a goal well, not a goal i'm sorry i brought it up i'm gonna have trouble with fried food that's yeah not trouble. i think i was just thinking sometimes i have a hamburger that's not fried but it's always with french fries right i think my challenge and our new year's resolution goals here is going to be our challenge that we're doing is going to be uh, exercising 30 minutes a day Really? Well, like, I, and again, if we're like truly exercising, I don't I guess exercise a day, every day. That's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Every day that's going to be hard. I feel like eating healthy is something I can. I'm already kind of used to doing. I feel like fairly. I mean, giving up soda or fried foods will not be hard for me. I've already fried done foods that. will be for me. But working, like, I mean, what am I going to go for? I don't even know what you know. What am I going to go for a run every day? I don't know. I guess it depends on what you consider some working out. I'm thinking if it's at work, 
You could do half your lunch break to eat something healthy and go for a walk for 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's but that's only five days a week. Right. I'm going to have to, like, put some thought into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to trouble with that, too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, normally when I work out, it's like an hour to hour and a half. Yeah. And it's not every day, right? You No, I normally do, like, like one on, one off, right. one on, one off. And you're normally, like, this is cycling. Cycling, yeah. Is stretching and yoga considered? Maybe I'm I would counting do that. it. Then I need to do more stretches. Yeah. I mean, it's working out. <laughs> it was maybe you could consider reading a book. Yeah. Your brain <laughs> right. muscle. If I'm like, like, I'm working my brain muscle right. for 30 minutes. I don't know. I think we're all going to cheat on this, this yeah, test. There's a lot of cheaters yeah. in this group. <laughs> Lauren's going to be the only one that lost weight because he's the only one that's going to do it right now. So he'll be like, how do you guys have so many points? You guys didn't lose, lose any anyway. weight. Yeah, yeah, that's how we'll weed out the cheaters. Yeah. That's good. We'll see. Well, on that note then, weeding out cheaters and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and weight loss, I hope if you guys listening did resolutions, you know, if you have to revamp them, just make them more specific. It'll help mm-hmm. you guys on that. I think anytime we come up with resolutions or game plans, it can help uh, make sure that we're living a funner life or mm-hmm. being a little bit more adventurous, which can break the monotony, yeah. which is always good. and. If you ever come to New Mexico or you're in New Mexico, explore it. There's tons of stuff. You should check out Tent Rock. Oh, yeah. That's on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a cool place. And there's so many cool little gems in the world. Mm-hmm. Just explore where you live. You don't have to travel the whole country to find uh, something right. unique. And that's what I think I like about cycling is I can just leave my door oh, and I see a whole different aspect of the world because I'm on a bike. Oh, wow, Matt. That was a nice thought. Well, you do. Yeah. You see it. It's a nice thought. It got me motivated to... to exercise yeah it's hard with little children Mm -hmm. um but enjoy it and enjoy the upcoming didactic from the cit knowledge network and if you guys want to join don't forget to email jen or you guys can email us at any time at ask at gocit.org have a good one bye bye katie you can just kind of take it away sure um maybe tell everybody about your organization and what you do and go for it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you all so much for um, having me here this morning. Um, Again, my name is Katie Gordon. I'm an advocate from a private nonprofit organization called Disability Rights New Mexico. Um, And I'm happy to be here today to tell you a little bit about our work in the disability community across the state um, and to just give you some ideas about how we could be a resource um, to you and to other law enforcement agencies. So to give you a little bit of history, um, Disability Rights in Mexico was actually chartered by an act of Congress um, back in 1979. Um, During the late 1970s, there was this kind of rise in cultural awareness um, about the rights of individuals with disabilities across our country. Um, And so Congress passed this law called the Protection and Advocacy Act um, that authorized um, the formation of agencies, one in every single state. And so, of course, here in New Mexico, we are Disability Rights New Mexico. Um, And the idea um, of each of these protection and advocacy agencies was that we would be be here to protect, promote, um, and expand the legal and civil rights of individuals with disabilities. So what that really means is that we are a legal rights center um, that serves individuals with disabilities across the state. We're a team of attorneys, advocates, and administrative staff located in three different offices. Um, Our main office is here in Albuquerque, and then we also have um, an office up at BHI in Las Vegas, um, and then also another office down in Las Cruces. 
And what we do is we provide free legal services and free advocacy support to people who are facing legal barriers because of their disabilities. Um, these barriers might be things like discrimination um, in the workplace due to a physical disability. Um, it could be a denial of healthcare services if somebody is unable to access Medicaid for some reason. Um, it could be helping children with disabilities to receive proper um, special education services in their schools. Um, we work in a lot of different advocacy areas, and I'll, I'll go into those more in depth in just a moment. Um, so who are our clients? Um, disability rights clients come to us from all walks of life. Um, and it's important to note that our services are completely free. Um, we're funded by um, state and <coughs> and private grants. So there's no income eligibility guidelines um, for people to come to us and to get free services. Our clients simply have to have some type of disability and they have to reside in the state of New Mexico. Um, and we serve um, individuals of all ages from newborn babies up to folks in their 90s. Um, there's no age limit to get our services. Um, so DRNM serves clients with a wide variety of disabilities. Um, just a small sampling would include folks with autism, intellectual impairment, persons who are deaf or hard of hearing, um, folks who are blind or visually impaired, individuals with dementia, individuals with traumatic brain injury, speech impediments, mental illness, and developmental disabilities. Um, and these are folks are, are going to present um, very differently probably from a lot of folks that you encounter on the street as law enforcement. Um, there might be folks that have what we call um, invisible disabilities, that it's not obvious um, that they have some kind of disability, um, but they're folks who might need more time to process information um, as you're talking to them. They might not respond um, to cues like um, your tone of voice or um, your gestures or your facial expressions. They're folks that really need your time and your patience um, to be able to process the information that you're giving to them. And that's something that all of us um, who work with folks with indivisible, invisible disabilities, excuse me, um, need to be conscious of every day. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about DRNM services. Um, there are basically three types of services that we provide um, that you could refer folks to us for. Um, the first kind of service are the legal services um, that are rendered by our attorneys on our legal team. Our lawyers represent clients at administrative hearings as well as in state and federal court. And I should pause here um, and, and just say specifically that we don't at this time provide criminal defense legal services at this time. Um, we refer those cases out to New Mexico Legal Aid, um, but I'll explain to you in, in a moment about a little bit more about what our attorneys do. The second type of service that we provide is just advocacy support. Um, we have a team of trained advocates who work with clients to get the services and supports that they need whenever they've faced some kind of discrimination or lack of services due to their disability. Our advocates are all supervised by attorneys, um, so there's always a licensed lawyer overseeing um, all of our cases. Um, and the reason for that is that sometimes it's, it's better just to have an advocate um, to work with folks than to rather have a lawyer. You know how it is when a lawyer can get into the room and it kind of ratchets up the, the conflict. Um, and so um, we try to resolve conflict at the lowest, least contentious level possible. And so we have a lot of advocates, a lot more advocates than we do attorneys. And that's where they come in. And then the third service um, that DRNM provides and that I think could really be helpful to you as law enforcement um, is that we provide information and referral services. 
So if DRNM um, cannot help a client, we will find somebody in the state who can. Um, we have seven full-time advocates whose sole job it is to just answer the phones and talk to people um, who are in crisis or who are facing some kind of legal conflict. Um, and it's their job to get information um, from those clients um, and then to, to refer them out to folks that can help them deal with whatever issue they're dealing with. Um, they're very knowledgeable and they're very patient um, and they're available to make sure that the clients get um, the best possible support. Um, so I want to talk specifically about some of the advocacy areas that DRNM works in. Um, first and foremost, we are very concerned about abuse, neglect, and exploitation of individuals with disabilities across the state. Um, under our authority granted to us by Congress, DRNM conducts investigations of allegations of abuse, neglect, and exploitation um, of persons with disabilities in New Mexico. Most of our investigations are of residential treatment facilities um, that cater to people with disabilities, particularly people with mental illness, and in particular, children with mental illness um, in the state. Um, we conduct investigations, we write up reports, um, we then submit those reports to regulatory authorities like licensing and certification with CYFD, um, and then we try to use whatever political leverage we have um, with our state legislators in order to adopt policies um, and laws that protect um, individuals with disabilities. Um, lately, we've done some death investigations. Um, we investigated the deaths of two men um, who had developmental disabilities in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Um, they were living in an unlicensed boarding home um, and were um, very tragically killed by some of the toxic fumes that came out of um, one of their uh, uh, gas heaters in their home. Um, the boarding home operator had illegally installed this gas heater and the two men were left alone um, and tragically were killed. Um, so that's the kind of work that we do in terms of abuse, neglect, and exploitation. Um, another advocacy area that we focus on is in special education. Um, under an act called the Individuals with Disabilities in Education Act, IDEA, um, students with disabilities in public school settings have a very special, very specific set of rights, and DRNM helps to enforce those rights. And I want to touch upon this area for a moment um, because I, I think it's, um, it might be of particular interest to you. Um, one of the really unfortunate trends that those of us in the advocacy community see going on right now um, is that students with behavior-related disabilities, um, so that could be developmental disabilities, autism, traumatic brain injury, mental illness, um, these kids are often being funneled into what we call the school-to-jail pipeline. And what happens far too often um, in terms of that pipeline is that school districts fail to properly diagnose or to properly serve those students with these behavior-related disabilities, and the kids end up moving all too quickly into the juvenile justice system um, for fairly innocuous charges that have been brought against them. The evidence that we um, have of this trend is the disproportionate number of juvenile offenders, which is about 65%, um, that are eligible to receive special education services. Um, there was a study that was recently done by our national network, the um, National Disability Rights Network in 2015, um, that found that 65% of children in the juvenile justice system were actually eligible to receive special education services. Um, and that's more than three times the rate of disability that we see in the general population of kids. Um, so we know that the majority of kids who are in the juvenile justice system have some type of disability, and we all need to be cognizant of that.
Um, so when you're interacting with kids in a school setting, um, it's just really essential to remember that the students with disabilities um, have a special set of rights. In the school setting, students with behavior-related disabilities um, may be entitled to what's called a behavior intervention plan. A behavior intervention plan is an established protocol that's individualized for each child and that lists the specific steps that the school staff must um, take in order um, to correct undesired behaviors on the part of the student. So whenever you as law enforcement um, are called to a school setting because of unsafe student behaviors, it's really good to be aware um, that the student that you've been called to check in on um, might have a behavior intervention plan in place. The school staff might not have properly followed the behavior intervention plan before calling law enforcement. And the student's behaviors might actually be a result um, of the behavior intervention plan not being properly or consistently applied by the school staff. Um, that's something that unfortunately we're seeing over and over again. We get a lot of calls um, from parents who are very distressed because law enforcement has been called to their child's school um, without the proper procedures taking place before. Um, so just being aware of the rights of students with disabilities in a school setting is really important. Um, you know, you all can help us end that school to jail pipeline. Another advocacy area that DRNM works in is helping people with disabilities um, get access to mental health care um, and to medical care. Um, DRNM does this by, by working on behalf of individuals with disabilities who can't access these services um, due to a denial or a reduction in their Medicaid benefits. So for instance, if you're in the community and you know of an individual um, who is clearly in need of mental health care services, and for whatever reason they can't access it, you can give them our phone number, have them call us, um, and we'll do what we can um, to get them benefits as soon as possible. Um, another area that we provide assistance in is in employment discrimination and vocational rehabilitation. We provide legal representation and advocacy support in cases where an individual with a disability um, is unable to gain or to maintain employment because of their disability. Um, and then finally, the last area that DRNM is very concerned about um, is, with, is in supporting um, the self-determination of individuals with disabilities. This means that we support the rights of individuals with disabilities to make as many of their own decisions as possible, even if those decisions that they're making um, don't seem to be in their best interest. They still have the right to make them. Um, one of our advocacy areas in this regard is working with um, protected persons um, who have a court-appointed guardian. Um, so, for example, say um, you're encountering a protected person in the community who's under a guardianship, and that individual is displeased with their current guardian um, for whatever reason. DRNM will actually work with that protected person to investigate um, any allegations of abuse, neglect, or exploitation. And then we can assign an attorney to work with the protected person um, to represent the person in court um, so that a new guardianship can be appointed or so that the guardianship may be removed altogether. Um, if the protected person is, is found to be competent. So that's just kind of a quick overview um, of all of the different services um, that Disability Rights New Mexico provides. And I apologize that I can't get uh, my PowerPoint up and going. I'm on the TV, but um, I'm going to email it to Matt Tenney, and you'll have all of this information. You'll have um, all of our contact information. If you want to um, jot down um, our 1-800 number really quick, um, 
our disability rights 1-800 number is 1-800-432-4682 and we're open Monday through Friday 8:30 to 5. Um, and what happens is that you can refer an individual to us. They can just simply call the 1-800 number. Um, our intake staff will take their basic information. And then within two days, um, an advocate who specializes in the area of conflict or crisis that the person is in um, will call back um, and we'll either refer them to another appropriate resource or we'll begin to gather documentation from the individual um, so that we can see if an attorney or an advocate can represent the clients and work with them. So thank you all so much for the work that you all do. Um, if there are any questions at all that I can um, answer, please fire away. Awesome, thank you, Katie. So questions for Katie about uh, the organization about Disability Rights New Mexico or um, <clears throat> Katie also has extensive experience with this population, so any <clears throat> maybe questions about um, interactions with people with special needs, interactions with people with autism or traumatic brain injury, et cetera. I have two questions. <clears throat> Please. Uh, Colleen with Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department. Um, I have two questions. One, do you help people with physical injuries? Yes. Okay, yes. and two, um, I work... Uh, I get called about uh, people with mental health issues that are living in unlicensed group homes. Do you deal with unlicensed group homes? We do. We do. Okay. Um, it, it gets a little bit tricky um, because right now folks, um, you know, we, we want to be able to advocate um, for self-determination. We want people to live where they want to live, but at times those conditions are unsafe. And so we have to step in and um, okay. you know provide advocacy support that kind of points them to other alternatives. So as an officer, even though these people aren't, um, they're not um, calling me saying I need help, but I go in and I see the conditions, yeah. I can call and give you a referral? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. that would be do. great. I've been trying to get um, <coughs> group homes here. <coughs> There's one operator specifically that doesn't care for his his um, people with mental health issues. He offers them three meals a day, but they're in a three-bedroom house. You may find as many as 15 wow. um, men living in, in the homes with just bed mattresses on the floor. They don't um, make sure that they take their medication. Um, he finds out how much their uh, SSI check is for, and then he takes everything but $100. So there's not even a standard fee. It, right. And yeah. so I have been trying to get him shut down for a while, so I will be making a referral. That's, you know, that's, that's such an interesting um, point, is that a lot of times the operators of these unlicensed homes are actually the rep payee for the individuals, and so, you know, these folks sign over their rights to yes. their representative payee who gets their SSI check and then they have nothing left. They have no savings. You know, a lot of times we hear of folks that are sleeping on the floor and who don't have enough food to eat right. for a month. Um, and so what we can do in that, that kind of situation is to work with the clients who are living there in the home, um, to recommend alternatives to them and to explain to them that once you sign over your um, rights to a representative payee, you're not signing them over for life. Um, and that's also something that can be also reported to Social Security because they want to make sure that the rep payees of these folks are um, doing a good job, that they're fulfilling their fiduciary duties. Um, and so um, that's also a good resource too, is to get that set up.